Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and again, we're going to be talking about the Kingdom of God and uh, and His righteousness. That's what we're supposed to be seeking, the Kingdom of God and His righteousness. And unfortunately, most of the people who say they're preaching Christ, they don't even know what righteousness is. They, they think it's okay to force your neighbor to contribute to the, your welfare, as long as you do it through men who call themselves government and exercise authority. And what they do is they make agreements with those men to obtain benefits from those men. Those men aren't given the benefits. They're simply taking away from somebody else. And now we've gotten to such a state that they're taking trillions upon trillions, not billions, trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars away from future generations. They're cursing their children with debt. Now, the amazing thing is, the Bible tells you, not in, you know, we talked about Daniel this morning in the prophecies. I actually have here a confraternity version of the Bible. It actually was mine. Well, more than half a century ago, I was given this by the Roman Catholic Church when I studied to be a priest. And... In it, in Revelations, it talks about the seven horns and seven, or seven hills, and the seven hills is the city of Rome. It tells you in the Catholic confraternity version of the Bible (laughs) that the woman on the seven hills is the Catholic Church. Now, I'm not going to say anything bad about the Catholic Church. It is what it is. I am going to say we have a serious problem with transference. Somehow or other, we have mistaken rituals and rites for righteousness. It's not. It's not righteousness. Rituals and rites are not righteousness. We're not supposed to be seeking the kingdom of heaven and its rituals. We're supposed to be seeking the kingdom of heaven and the righteousness of God. That's that's what we're supposed to be seeking. That's what we're supposed to be looking for, following after, and trying to find out and live according to. If we aren't diligent in that, a word used by Christ, if we aren't striving, another word used by Christ in talking about seeking the kingdom, if we're not seeking, which again is also a process word, but that seeking has to be diligent, because if you're not diligent, you're going to end up under tribute. If you're slothful, you're going to end up under tribute. Well, you are under tribute because you have been slothful in the way of Christ. You haven't sat down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands like Christ commanded his ministers to organize the people in so that they could have a daily ministration, so that they could receive loaves and fishes. What do you think the crowd sounded like when Christ commanded that the apostles and the 70, and all the ministers of his kingdom, because that's what he was doing, is training up ministers for his kingdom. He said he was going to take it away from those guys and give it to this other group that would bear fruit. When he said that, 
they had to organize in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, sit down. That's what it kind of means to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. What do you think, what do you think was the sound in the crowd? Was there murmuring? Was uh, everybody rushing to do it? I was actually in a uh, giant auditorium with a bunch of people. Who uh, the guy who was putting this on had bodyguards and all this kind of stuff. He he was trying to organize the people in something similar to the tens, hundreds, and thousands. But he was doing it so that they could become a political unit to seize the vote and get the right Caesar in place. <laughs> That's what they were up to. They wanted to get the right Caesar in the office of presidency. And the right congressmen and the right senators, all the 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 royalty of this democracy. And we say, well, they're not royalty. We elect them. Well, yeah, okay, you elect them, and then you elect a different guy in four years or two years, and the same old same old keeps happening. You keep voting different guys in there every few years, but we're farther in debt, we're more in bondage, far more in bondage than we ever were in Egypt. Now, I think America is a great nation, but a nation is people. And I think there's a lot of people in America that ain't so great. I hope they will repent and become great. And I've always thought, you know, somebody once said, somebody from Australia, looking at America, he said, America has the best people in the world and the worst people in the world. America seemed to be where it was happening, so you have this draw of both the, the the best people in the world, the most moral people in the world, and some of the most immoral people in the world. You have some of the most industrious people in the world, and if Christ is telling us to uh, persevere and strive, he likes industry. Industry is what Christ is. So we have those industrious people, but we also have the most slothful, selfish arrogant, vain, entitled people in the world in America. We have both. We have this mix. And of course, in the Bible, it talks about the separation that's going to take place. Where the, you know, divide the sheep from the goats. And divide the good from the bad, the obedient from the disobedient. And there's going to be trials and tribulations. That's one of the things, if you go, we have a whole series on the Mark of the Beast. And we explain what it is. Now, I, I don't know what your pastors have explained or what you think it is, but we've done a pretty good detailed job of explaining what, and we could go into it a lot more depth, but the reality is the mark of the beast is the number of the beast. It's the number that the beast mentality, the beast spirit gives you. It will manifest itself in real people and real institutions and and uh, uh, a real number. But according to Title 42, Section 666, you have to have a Social Security number to do almost anything in America. You want to get a bank account. You want to get a driver's license. You want to get... Now, you can legally get a bank account without a Social Security number. They can give you one. Because they can't really make a law that says you can't have a bank account without that number. Or you can't have, you, you, they can't make a law that you can't have one of their IDs without that number. 
But And they can certainly make it so that a driver's license is a privilege and you can't get it without that social security number. But you, they can't, uh, the, actually the law is they can't, you cannot use a social security number for identification purposes. And on, we, we talked about this before. The law isn't that you have to have a social security number for identification purposes to get a driver's license, which a lot of people are going by, which all came in with this HJR, uh, well originally it was the, the, it was a public law, uh, trying to think of the full number I may have it wrong so I won't say it but it's section 511, 512 and 513 of the Insurance Portability Act whatever the number is that eventually altered article 42 section 666 because it, you know they said that they were making this law to get, go after kind of the deadbeat dads the guys who owe money for child support and aren't paying it but it also says at the end of the bill, and for other purposes. And it's always the other purposes you want to know. We knew about it before it even was law. We knew about it when they were promoting it. And we told people, but, you know, who's listening to us? We're only preaching the gospel of the kingdom. We're the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Other people want you counting moons and calendars and and uh, wearing prayer shawls or or genuflecting, or or taking little wafers of bread on your tongue, and and they got everybody's got their little rituals, and everybody's got their little doctrine, and their synod is the right one, and this synod is the right one, and their church uh, got better music, and their churches got uh, more hip or whatever. But what does that have to do with the righteousness of God? Meanwhile, all these churches, Catholic churches, Protestant churches, I, we did this couple of shows talking about the impression that of uh, uh, Coach Dave Dubemeyer. And I could go through, I could just go through name after name after name. Billy Graham, all these guys. How many of these guys told you to organize in the tens, hundreds, and thousands so that you would take care of one another through faith, hope, and charity instead of like the world does it through force, fear, and fealty. Because that's what you are. You you have taken vows of fealty because you've taken the benefits in the local county government. Now, originally, the government was composed of wards. And so many wards would compose a county. And so many counties would be in a state. And the people were down there in the wards. And the people were free. They didn't have anything to do with the Constitution. We the people at the front of the Constitution. Now, I've, I I joined a, a, a email, oh, actually not an email group, a Facebook group that has to do with three percenters or something. Just curious. I noticed there was a lot of people in Oregon there. And uh, I haven't shared, I told them that I've written books on the Constitution, contracts, covenants, and constitutions. And, uh, but I haven't talked to him about it. I, I'm just, you know, listening and seeing how they look at things. But the fact is, and this is, this is not questionable historically. It's questionable in a lot of people's minds because they don't really know history. Because they haven't been teaching history in public schools and even in private schools for over a hundred years. They decided to change the way in which Americans viewed history back in 1908. 
and they discussed how they could change the American view of history. And they decided the best way to do that is alter the school books. Well, they couldn't get anybody to go along with altering the school books, so they they had a foundation, I can name you the foundation, wrote up a charter where they were going to give 50 people fellowships. They would pay for their fellowships in major universities, and then they would hire those people to write new history books. Now, they couldn't change everything all at once, but they then they had another foundation that that underwrote the history books. And, uh, you know, the printing of the history books. And they got those in the school. And it just, it just went so well. It just kept going on every decade. They would change the books a little bit more. When World War One, they could change it quite a bit. World War Two, they changed it even phenomenally more. Now they got 16, 19 project. And I just heard the other day that they're gonna alter that. Uh, I guess it was Trump who was talking about it. I says, he said, they. I guess they don't like the name 1619 Project because that's supposed to be when slavery started in America. Of course, the first slaver in America was a black guy. <laughs> I mean, he was the slaver. Not, there was a slave too, but he was indentured. And, uh, but, so, they, uh, slavery was everywhere in every country. It was slow to come to America. And America ended it. It's still going on in a lot of other countries. But guess what? We're back into the bondage of Egypt again and you're all slaves again. If they can take away 10, 20, 30% of your labor, just take it away from you, the value of it, you're neither in a capitalist government nor are you free. You're in bondage. That's just the way it is. It's a Corvey system of statutory bondage where a portion of your labor belongs to the state. And according to the agreement, we've read the agreement, we've explained it in video after video, or uh, audios and, and videos, that they don't have to give you any benefits whatsoever. But what they did is they made driver's license a benefit. So now if you want to get a driver's license, that's a benefit. So like I said, you don't have to have a Social Security number present when you apply for a driver's license. They'll tell you that. But if you go up a couple of rungs, <laughs> managers, they will eventually tell you the real rule. There's another rule. That if you go down to the Social Security Department and you just say you have a... You get a letter that says you have a Social Security number somewhere. They don't need to see the number. They just see the letter. that says you have one. But it has to have the phrase in the letter... I got this from way up, <laughs> from the top. It has to say, you have the number for benefit purposes. Because if you're eating at the table of government, it's your daddy. It's your father. It's your, it's your owner. Your merchandise. Now, you can't just do away with that. Some guys think they can just throw their social security number and drive around without a license and all that stuff. And you certainly can try that. You're probably going to get some windows broken. You're probably going to spend some time in jail. But that doesn't have anything to do with seeking the kingdom. That just has to do with rebelling against your present master. If you won't honor your present master, this is why Jesus says, do what they tell you. They sit in the seat of Moses. Do what they tell you. Just don't do as they do. In other words, don't be desiring benefits that come by taking away from your neighbor. So, I'm going to keep saying we're going to have the festival this week. 
well, maybe this week, if you're hearing this as a recording, we're going to have it the first weekend in September 5th, 6th, and 7th of September. And it's it's not the full-fledged, you know, Feast of the Tabernacle. It's not on following lunar calendars or anything like that. Like I've, I've we've had a whole, we've explained the calendar issue in great detail. The fact is, Israel used three calendars. They used a sidereal calendar, a lunar calendar, and uh, a regular solar calendar. Sidereal is based on the stars. Why? Because they navigated. They, when they went to seas, you don't want to just use a solar calendar and certainly don't want to use just a lunar calendar. You want a sidereal calendar or you're not going to figure out where you're at <laughs> when you're out at sea. And they had a few instruments to use in order to figure out where they were at. And they were pretty good at it. If you're going to use a solar calendar, you're going to need an accurate timepiece. And we can explain all that. But you need to know what time it is. And so this morning show, we did a lot about the Great Reset. Because, you know, I didn't even know it was a thing. Tell you the truth, as much as I know about everything, I didn't know that till somebody in the Catholic Church did a video. And we have those videos now at Preparing You. If you join the network, and we'll tell you where that you can find it. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. Because they go in and they got video of them telling about the Great Reset. You can you can Google, and you get you can get you can find the Great Reset on the Wikipedia. They're telling you what they're up to. It's it's the new Green Deal. Pope's behind it. Soros is behind it. Klaus is behind it. All kinds of guys are behind it. Lots of money. Chinese are supporting it. The Great Reset. They're all for it, and it requires you get rid of Trump. That's why that's why there's riots in Portland. It, it it has nothing to do with George Floyd. That's just an excuse. George Floyd killed himself. He took too much amphetamines and and uh, and fentanyl and uh, did all kinds of drugs and it it killed him. He died of that uh, you know heart failure because of those drugs. I mean, he had enough fentanyl in him to kill two of me. He's a big guy, he's a strong guy, but he killed himself by taking too much drugs. He, he, he didn't, he wasn't suffocated by anybody's knee on their neck, there was no bruising, there wasn't that kind of pressure. If you look at the videos, you can clearly see that his, the weight of his body is on his other knee on the sidewalk. He was shocked that he died, and the reason he died was because he had taken drugs. And the cops had asked him several times, have you taken something, because you're acting really erratic and you're, you know, yeah, it looked like you have taken something. The cops were genuinely concerned. This, this is this. Bl- they kept the body cams from you. I saw him resisting arrest on cameras and videos that were put on the internet and were removed within a few hours after the news came out of his death. They didn't want you to see that. They wanted to get people worked up. They wanted to get people demonstrating so that they could get people rioting so they can keep unrest. And then coupled, you know, the coronavirus was wearing out, but there's still some democratic states that want everybody wearing masks. Uh, Kate Brown just came out going to make everybody wear masks. She doesn't want to do it herself. She wants the county commissioners to make everybody, because the county commissioners in the state of Oregon are starting to fight back a little bit and making some noise. But the reality, going back to those wards and the counties and the Constitution, 
Jefferson referred to the individual wards as republics. You, most of you don't even know what a republic is unless you've been listening regularly. I see that we have a number of listeners uh, on, on uh, who've called into the show rather than just listen that way. But the the Constitution didn't create a republic. You already had a republic. I mean, troops were sent over here by Cromwell. To protect the American Republic. This is before the American Revolution. Cromwell sent troops to protect the American Republic. You were a republic long before the Constitution. The Constitution is an indirect democracy. That's, that's what you see when you read the terms. Of course, now they're redefining the words like republic the same as they redefine words like religion. Religion today is not defined the way it was 200 years ago. The Republic is not defined today as it was defined 200 years ago when they wrote the Constitution. But we the people, I said this earlier in the show, didn't refer to the people in the individual states. The people living on their farms and in their homes and with their businesses and their families. That was not we the people. The people, and the Supreme Court cases will tell you this. The people were not a party to the Constitution. If they were not a party to the Constitution, who's we the people? Why are you writing that up at the front? They argued that. They argued that. They, it said we the states originally is what they wanted to put in there. And a lot of people argued for that statement. Because it was the states that were creating it. But they, the, what was the argument against saying we the states? The states were republics. They didn't have the power to create the United States government. They had the power to make an agreement. They had the power to elect people in their individual states and send them somewhere to take an oath to the United States. And they became the United States. All those congressmen and senators that you sent to Congress to meet to form this new government that can't operate within the states, at limited jurisdictions within the states, but they were sent and they took oath to this Constitution. That's we the people. Those are the people of the United States. That's not the individual Americans living on their homes and, and properties and fee simples. They were not we the people. They are now <laughs> because they eat at the table of the United States. They get benefits. Go back to those wards. Goes back to those counties. Let's just deal with counties. Counties in Oregon can be autonomous. They put that in their constitution a number of years ago. Some of and they're well. I can't. I'm not going to tell you everything that's going on. <laughs> Join the network. Come to the festival, and we'll talk to you about it. But uh, you don't have to wear a mask at the festival if you come to the festival. Because <laughs> so, we know where this virus is. We talked this morning. 28% of America, according to recent studies, that are published studies now, 28% of America was already immune to the coronavirus when it first showed up. Fauci was wrong. He said it was a nouveau virus. German scientists, American scientists are saying 
Well, no, not really. That's why it was COVID-2. <laughs> they call it COVID-19 now, but uh, that doesn't have to do with the number of COVIDs. But it's actually, it's been around. Coronavirus has been around. 28% were already immune. That's halfway to herd immunity. Now they, the, the numbers of people who have gotten it are tremendous. That's why it's disappearing. Trump was right. It's going to disappear. Sweden was right. It's going to disappear. But it's going to take longer to disappear because you're social distancing and wearing a stupid mask. You should wear a mask if you go to visit grandma in the convalescent home. But, you know, you don't, especially if you've got a cold and if you're coughing, you know, there's a lot of dry cough when I had the corona. I got a lot of dry cough with that. Right now I've been out, you know, digging in the hay fields and so I've, <clears throat> I'm just clearing the pollen out of my <laughs> lungs. But anyway, uh, oh, I see more people joining in. But, uh, let's see, now somebody might want to ask a question, but I don't know, we may not take calls, but Usually what we want you to do is, if you want to be on the show, if you want to take calls we can uh, and and ask questions, you can do that. I don't know if I can get into a chat room where you can ask questions, but basically I wanted you to understand that the wards were called republics. The counties were called republics. A public, a republic, that word republic doesn't mean things public. It comes from a Latin idiom. Libera res publica. That's where the word res public or republic is a shortened version of libera res publica. Libera res publica means free from things public. When the Romans kicked out the Tarquinian kings 500 years before Christ, they set up a republic where the people were free from things public. They had to provide for the needs of society through a voluntary system of personal sacrifice. They did not have the, the heavy taxation that you see coming along 500 years later, even 300 years later taxation. First, they taxed the foreigner mostly. But uh, they were very industrious and they became very wealthy and uh, they became very apathetic. And then they became pathetic. <laughs> so they, uh, and that's what's happened in America. But we left the republic when we started eating at the table of the state, especially the federal government. And this is what happens to the counties. Counties, some counties actually opted to be autonomous back when this option was presented in the Constitution of uh, Oregon. But they've lost that autonomy because, you know, they were going to have a, a program for, you know, the homeless or a program for widows or a program for, you know, people that became indigent or, or sick or whatever. They wanted to help them out, you know, the, the people who fall on hard times. Now, that was used to be done by the church. church doesn't do that anymore. They're more interested in pursuing their rituals and rites than righteousness. But 
Then the state started doing it. Now, it used to be Americans opposed the state doing it because they knew where it was go, but they'd forgotten that. So then the the individual counties and the individual wards started saying, yeah, we'll start a program to help the poor or help the needy or help the guy trying to get off drugs or whatever. And the state will give you some money. We will give you funds to do this with. And every time they do that, they lose autonomy. And I could go through dozens of ancient maxims that go back to the days of Rome and the back to even to the days of Babylon that tell you that if you eat at the table, you, you fall subject to the authority at that table. If you eat at the table with borrowed money from the future, you can't just walk away from the debt. So the idea of just throwing away your cards and and saying, I don't want to be a part of that system, no. No, you have to repent. You have to turn around. You have to go back the other way. And so, you know, I was talking this morning about the fact that... uh, you know, if you if you want to mature as a free person, you have to take back your responsibility. You have to take for your own life and for your neighbor's life. And this is what Moses was teaching the people when they came out of Egypt. Teaching them how to care. That's why Moses said, love thy neighbor as thyself. Care about thy neighbor as thyself. And that's that's what they were doing as they were learning how to do that. When they were getting baptized in Mount Sinai, they were learning how to do that. Now, eventually they went into bondage because they decided they wanted to have a king. And that was a big mistake, wanting to have a king. And and Samuel said, okay, you want to have a king, but this is what he's going to do. He's going to take and take and take and take and take and take and take. (laughs) And when you cry out, God will not even hear you. He's going to take your sons and daughters. He's going to make you merchandise. And that's a done deal. But if you guys would gather together, and that's why we started the whole network. We actually have people who won't join the network because it's Google Groups and that's CIA. Somebody told me that somebody will do that. I don't know who that is necessarily. And and we've had that problem before. But the reality is, you're not going to win this by hiding. Now, if you if you don't feel comfortable about joining the group, that's fine. But this is the only way we have to get you to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. But you have to become loyal to Christ by being loyal to your congregation. Your congregation in, in the kingdom of God is a republic. You're free from things public. Nobody can judge you on the keeping of days. They can't judge you on the offering of sacrifices. They can't judge you on what clothes you can wear. They can't judge you on who you can marry. But they can judge if you fall under one of those long lists of uh, of uh, things we're not to have anything to do with that Paul puts together. And one of the, those things is to covet your neighbor's goods. Make covenants with uh, unbelievers. Where now you have to you have to send them money, you have to pay for their abortion, you have to do all these things. Everybody, like we talked this morning, a great deal about this great reset, and I mentioned some of the people that are pushing it. 
But if you know their names, they're not the top guys. They're not the important guys. If you see their face talking about the Great Reset on TV, that's not the guys running the show. Those are, those, the guys that are running the show, they don't have to give their name. They got other people to do that for them. So, anyway, you need to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, and that's why we created the Google Groups. Once you join the Google Groups, I mean, you could have anybody, you can have anonymous email. You don't have to say anything on the group. You get a hold of people and you get as close to you as possible and you form a congregation of record. You get a minister and uh, pick it amongst yourselves, look out amongst yourselves and find men you trust. That's what it says in the Bible and the New Testament. And you will appoint them over this business. And if you decide you don't like, I mean, you don't have to give them anything except what you choose to give them. It's a voluntary society, but you have to start caring about others. You have to start becoming the social welfare for your network. That's the direction you're moving in. That's going to take sacrifice. But we're not in hard times yet. We talked about what the hard times would look like a little bit, you know, by quoting the Bible. Famines. Real famines. Real pestilence. Real diseases. Right after everybody is forced to take an RNA vaccination, probably not the first one, but the second one, because <laughs> they're not going to let you get away with one. You can write that down, take that to the bank. When they first gave the RNA vaccination, 20% got so sick they had to be hospitalized. So now they're testing a different dose. And they've already said, you know, it's kind of like, we're going to have a 15-day shutdown. 150 days later, they still have the 15-day shutdown. Or we're going to have to take this vaccination. It's just one shot this week. <laughs> but in six months, we have to give you another. We already showed you how taking several uh, different vaccines that people have been giving out worldwide, Europe, Australia, everywhere, the fertility rate of women has dropped down to a fraction of what it used to be. They don't want so many people here. They don't want to lay down their life so that they can pick it back up and have life more abundant. They want to lay down your life so they can keep having an abundant life. This is the Green New Deal. This is the the Great Reset. And we, we could go into, you know, Agenda 21, get everybody paranoid, but look. Are you seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Are you sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands so that you can actually love your neighbor as yourself? Are you just looking to prove yourself right? Or are you looking to become a doer of the word, seeking the righteousness of God? It's really that simple. So anyway, I've got a lot of responses from this morning's program, and I was going to try to look at them, but I just did not have the time this morning. <laughs> you know, I've been out right after this morning shows. I went out on the desert and got some things done. Uh, but uh, you should, what instead of wards, you'd be looking at a congregation of ten. And those congregations of ten, each one of them that you are a part of, we don't even like to use the word member, that you have 
Freely assembled. That's what they call them. Free assemblies. And you have a right to peaceably assemble. If you start doing it the way Christ was doing it, the way the early church was doing it, the way Moses was doing it at the foot of Mount Sinai, you won't have to go to the Pharaoh. You won't have to go to Caesar. You won't have to go to Pelosi or or Biden or even Trump. Because Trump's borrowing money against the future. He's the fly in their ointment, but he is not the source of your salvation. I pray for him every day. Hope he does well. I pray for you every day. Hope you do well. But you need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You need to care about others as much as you care about yourself. You need to care about their freedom as much as you care about your own freedom. I can't do this alone. I can't do it at all. I I am absolutely dependent upon the grace of God. I mean, I work every day. I work hard every day. I work doing things that most people wouldn't even want to do. You know, I've had people out here working with me. <laughs> and I would do something and they would go like, oh my gosh, oh, they don't want to do that. But uh I don't mind doing that. But you have to get serious about the kingdom. Our program that we did a couple of weeks ago, are you ready you you don't get ready by doing anything but doing what Christ said. Repent. Think differently. Think, we got to do this. we got to care. I mean, it's amazing. You know, we laid it out in our Article 2, Section 22, how you could remove, you know, I mean, a hundred people could get together, form a class action suit for the damage caused by the executive orders of Kate Brown, and go after her and say, you're not the lawful governor. We laid the whole case out. We show you flat out. The record is there. It's not a question of, do masks help? Do masks not help? Do you have the right to make somebody wear a mask? Do you have the right to make somebody uh, take a shot? It isn't those back and forth arguments. It's facts. It's numbers. She got five million dollars in her account that disqualifies her from being a governor, even running for governor, and she makes her a felony. And it's a matter of public record. Why hasn't anybody done anything about it? Because seventy percent of the Congress in the state of Oregon are also in violation. So they're going to try to change it when the election comes up here. They're going to sell it. You're not going to hear anything about it, and then the press is behind them. Because the press is behind this whole thing. The media is behind this whole thing. These talking heads, they haven't got a clue. They've been dumbed down for the last 50 years. They don't understand what a free government... They don't even understand freedom. Even your three percenters don't really understand what freedom is. Freedom is taking back your responsibilities to do what is right and righteous. That's it. That's what you need to do. Take charge of your life. Take responsibility for your life and your neighbor's life. Care about them. You don't have to help out everybody who just because they're poor. But you have to be willing to show up. You have to become a band of brothers. This is how Israel worked. They became a band of brothers taking care of one another through a system of charity. So that when there was an invasion, they already had their platoons. Tens, hundreds, and thousands. Early America, you don't even remember this, it, because they took it. One of the first things they took out of the history books. I've I've read history books that were published all the way back to 
you know, the the early 1800s. And uh, they've, they've taken it out that many of the American colonies were organized in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. They had tithing men. But if you, if you went and looked up tithing men now, you won't have a clue what a tithing man was supposed to do. The only stories that have survived about tithing men are stories like they, they would have this, uh, stick with a feather on the end, and if you fell asleep at church, they would reach over and tickle the people to wake them up. That's what the tithing man did. Are you kidding me? Tithing men were standing there at Lexington and Concord. <laughs> That's what tithing men. When, when Paul Revere and the other guys who actually got the job done, because Paul Revere didn't, but it rhymes with, you know, it, with the poet, <laughs> the poetry. So he got the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Listen, my, you know, it rhymes with here. Revere. The other guy was a Polish guy, and his name didn't rhyme with hardly anything except Ski. <laughs> and there were a lot of other guys, because it was tens, hundreds, and thousands. But that's who they were going and telling, is the tithing men. And the tithing men would go and tell others. And these were the hundreds of men who were riding out to tell ten men. And those men would go and tell ten men. And that's how it worked. Before computers. What are you going to do after computers? When they're not working anymore. And they shut you down. You need to have this network in place. And you need to have built the trust by taking care of one another. This is what the French underground did. This this is how it works. If you sit around with opinions or complaints, it's not going to work. you got to show up. Same way with the ministers. If you're a minister of ten, if you don't call in and check in with the other nine ministers in your group, you're not doing the tens, hundreds, and thousands. You're not following Christ. And we're going to write your name down and strike a line through it. Because we can't depend on you. We know we can't depend on you because you don't show up. That's the way it works. It doesn't work if you don't do that. So the reason we have, we're supposed to have three feasts a year, and we now have a place where we can have three feasts a year, and we can, we can sit down your 20,000 people, your 5,000 heads of families, like they did at, at the original Burning Bush Festival, where Christ did the loaves and fishes. But you're not doing it. Not doing it the way you should, and neither is a lot of other people. So we, we tell the story. Uh, let's see, I did try to get into the chat room. Let's see if it actually loaded. We're, we're so far out in the middle of nowhere that, uh, uh, that, uh, we don't have very good internet. There, there, we have people working on trying to get better and better internet. Oh, we got a lot more people signing on. So, I don't know, I, I click to see if the chat room loads. If it does, if you have a question, ask it. But we explain all this stuff in great detail. And uh, I think some people are trying to... They're trying to... Well, anyway, we'll see. I'm not very good at pulling on people... I don't know. Is this going into the chat room? Is there anything? <laughs> I don't see anybody in the chat room. Uh, 
I'll put it in there in case somebody is in the chat room. I don't know. I haven't ever used this chat room. I've been too busy trying to just do the program. But uh, what, what I'm going to do is uh, we'll do the this recording. I pretty much covered everything uh, concerning the, the Great Reset. If you do what Christ said, He will start to write upon your heart and upon your mind. You will start to see things you could not see before. I'll tell you a story. This week happened. Uh, we had some things that a lot of people would consider a setback. It's not really a setback. It's just a shifting in gears. Something we're going to be doing something different. And, you know, we, we deal with so many things every day. It's hard to imagine exactly, uh, uh, how this all works. I mean, you know, I, I've divined wells for people. Uh, you know, uh, I knew a well driller because I was just curious and I helped him drill a well. And, uh, so he asked me to divine a well for him and I, and, uh, cause I, I'd stumbled on it. I won't go into the whole story. And we were out looking for a spring up in the mountains, uh, for a guy running a cat. And, uh, we looked and looked and looked and looked for hours and half the day went by and we couldn't find the spring. You know, the old headboards and the sign and all this stuff. And so anyway, it was in a thick, thick woods and, so anyway, he went back to get the cat, and I was supposed to stay in there and mark the place so he could come back in when he comes around the back of the thick woods. And so I, I did the stick thing, and I went right to the spring. It just took me right to the spring. I was astounded. I know now how it works. I don't even use a stick normally. And so then I ended up divining wells for a few people. Never took any money for it. And uh, they they were shocked. I not only told them where the water was, I told them how far they had to drill, what they would go through. You go through clay, then you go through some gravel, and then you'd hit some more uh, blue clay, and you don't want to drill through that because you'll get bad water. And, and how did I know these things? I tell you, this is, how did I know to write these books? How did I find that bill, the uh, Insurance Portability Act, before anybody else even knew they were writing it? How did I know when these things were going about? I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, in the wilderness. How did I find all these things to write these books and then give all this information away for free? And why isn't everybody just rushing and getting it and gobbling it up and, and following it out? Because it requires you take back your personal responsibility and people don't want to do that. They become slothful and lazy. Same thing at the time of Christ. It wasn't the majority that followed Jesus Christ and accepted him as king. But they were Jews. But they became known as Christians in Antioch. But they were actually doing what Christ said. And those people out there who think they're Christians today, they need to repent and start doing what Christ said. So anyway, the the year or so ago, probably two years ago, we were chasing cows out there, and my son lost a clip out of the back of his pocket. It fell out when he was we were jumping through the brush, and we didn't know where it was. There was two places it could have been, where it was a couple of calves that were trying to run off, and they didn't know where they were going. We were trying to get them up with the other cows, and we did. But somewhere, that clip fell out of his pocket, and we looked for it. We knew it was in a couple of different areas. And I'd been through both areas many, many times since. Like I said, it was probably a, several years ago. And so anyway, I was going up to check something uh, while I was 
waiting for sheep to get to another location. You can see for miles, you know, you can see people for 30 miles away everywhere out there in the desert. Because it's a basin, so you can see all the way across the basin. But anyway, all of a sudden I thought, hey, I'm in the area that we lost that clip. I should be looking for that clip. I was thinking about all the other things that are going on. And I'd been, you know, praying and meditating while I was out in the desert. I'd work and then I would stop for prayer. And, and I, of course, it's not prayer like you see in your churches. It's like the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane prayer. But uh, I was walking along and all of a sudden it just stopped. Stopped me. And it said, look for the clip. And, uh, you know, I'm not hearing a voice, but it's just it's very strong. That's what I was supposed to look. And something like almost like turned my head 90 degrees. And there it was, sitting there between two bushes. I couldn't have seen it if I was standing anywhere else. It was about 15 feet away, just glaring back at me. Well, why is that important? Why would God want me to find that clip? It, it isn't about the clip. It's about listening to the Holy Spirit. It isn't about all the facts and information I give you. I was going to tell you a lot more about the Great Reset. It's about resetting yourself. So you're not moving from fear and anxiety and judgment and hate. It's about moving from love and care of Christ growing up in you. Where he is writing directly upon your heart and mind. And he says, time to leave. Time to go. Time to stop. Time to turn right. Time to turn left. He will guide you. Gently guide you. He will not force you. He will guide you. And uh, so that's, that is what you're going to need to know how to do. And the more you turn around... And think the way you're supposed to think. The more you start going that way of righteousness, taking care of one another through free will offering and free assemblies, sitting down like Christ said to sit down, caring about people, even though they don't think you have the right day for the festival. That You're not supposed to judge. Let no man judge you in the keeping of days. Does anybody know where it says that? Where where in the Bible that it says that you're not supposed to let anybody judge you in the keeping of days and uh, and feasts or what have you? But uh, we only have a couple more minutes left in the in the show. But uh, you can you can look it up. That's your assignment for the week. <laughs> Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. That's in John 8.15. But before that, in John 5.22, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath uh, committed all judgment unto the Son. Judgment is a really important part. You're supposed to look at yourself, know yourself, and follow yourself. Do what God is writing upon your heart and upon your mind. You have to be still to know what God is writing. He's not going to scream it in your ears. Occasionally, he will, his power will stop you out on the desert and say, look to the right. 
<laughs> but you need to change the whole way that you relate to everybody else. The reason you're back into bondage is because you've been going the wrong way. You've been slothful in going the right way. And so you have to turn around and go this other way. Oh, let's see. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holiday, a holy day, or of a new moon or of a Sabbath day. So that's in Colossians. That's not, that's not what's going to bring us together. Is your rituals and rites and your ceremonies that, 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 that's jots and tittles. That's not what's going to shut us up. Those things are shadows of things to come. But the body of Christ is composed of individuals, free assemblies of people that are all individually seeking the salvation of God by walking in the ways of God, which are the righteous ways that do not include coveting your neighbor's goods. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, whatever that is, messengers, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. See, as you care about others, in a voluntary humility, Not following me as a guru or anybody else as a guru. But actually seeking to know what God wants you to do today. And then doing it. Being that doer of a word. Of the word of God. Of loving your neighbor. Actually laying down your life for your neighbor. Step by step. Bit by bit. You will become knit together. And you will become increased in your power because you will increase in the wisdom of God on an individual basis, knitting one another together. It goes on to tell you, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, you have to set aside your own vanity and die to vanity. But following Christ, the anointing, that's what... When they say Christ, that means the anointing, not just the personality of Christ, but the anointing of his character in you from the rudiments of the world. That also is translated elements of the world. Why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? And he says, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using. After the commandment and doctrine of men. So, but you may need to touch and taste something. Well, that's why you're supposed to be sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and taking care of one another through faith, hope, and charity. That's what will knit you together. 
Not your doctrines, your rituals, and your self-righteousness, but the actual righteousness of God. What did Christ come to do? He came to sacrifice himself so that you might be saved. That's why you gather. You don't gather for the music. You don't gather for the sermon. You don't gather because you like the stained glass windows. You can't be eating at the table of men who take from your neighbor, who kill the unborn, who 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 send sick people to the old folks' homes to kill thousands of people to get their numbers up to stretch out a pandemic so that you can get rid of Trump. <laughs> that's that's how bad the hate is. Any. Any nurse's aide would have told you this is going to kill people. But he actually issued an order in New York to make, and he wasn't the only one who did it, to make sick people be taken into convalescent homes under their protest. And they went along with it. We, Those of you who are willing to wake up need to wake up. Because all do perish with the using of the ways of the world and the daily bread of the world and the communion of the world and the welfare of the world. If you want life, you have to come together and lay down your life so that you may pick it up more abundantly. But until then, all I can say is peace on your house and may God be with you. (laughs) Because uh, we're just about out of time here. See you on the network. Everybody go to preparingyou.com and join up. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.